Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner. I've discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hi, everyone. Katherine Avery, ProductivityByDesign.com. I'm here to help you, a busy professional, make your life easier by improving the systems and the productivity in your business, helping you get more efficient and have more time and energy to enjoy your life. So I am still working on a segment about mindset and how mindset affects your productivity. So today's segment is called Garages, Gratitude, and Grace. And we'll, we'll start with garages. <laughs> You're probably wondering what in heaven's name do garages have to do with your mindset? A whole bunch of crazy things have happened in my life recently, from my aunt passing away to plumbing issues in this house and in our house rental uh, down at the beach. They happened at the same time. Something happened with my car and it's all been fixed now and things are moving along. But two things have struck me recently around garages. The first one was last night struck being the most ironic word to use in this instance when Saturday night, a renter accidentally backed into the garage door at my rental property. And I won't say it's been the easiest thing to deal with. It's been quite confusing. It's lovely. They're doing everything in their power to make sure everything gets taken care of in a way that's effective and efficient. And they could not have been more gracious about it. And I have been grateful for that and gratitude. And I've been attempting to show grace in how I've been handling this. So it would be easy to scream, yell, and freak out and think about all the 10 million extra things I have to do now to deal with this because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm the homeowner and I need to make sure that everything's properly documented and that we're going through the real estate agent, et cetera. But what I really have to remember along the way is at each moment to say thank you, to say thank you to the police officer who went over there at 9.30 last night to take the statement to the real estate agent for calling me on a Sunday night when I'm sure he'd rather be with his family, but instead he's dealing with the situation. And there's just sort of been a whole host of mess because let's face it, life is messy on my Sunday, which was going to be a peaceful day and instead was not as peaceful. I did find moments of peace here and there. And I really tried to remember what it would be like, what it felt like for me the time I ran into a garage door when I was probably 20. I don't know exactly. I was a fairly new driver and I backed into a garage door of my parents and I remember that they weren't happy about it, nor should they have been. And it was expensive to fix and it was a major deal. And, and, you know, I was half asleep when I got in the car, I was heading to work. I thought I had opened the garage door. I hadn't. It was 
not cool. I've never done it since. Thank you, God. But yeah, now, you know, I have things in place, systems in place where I like look out the rearview mirror before I start to back up when you're a fairly new driver. Nah, you know, you're probably not as good at that. So this was just an accident. I felt very sorry for the renter. He's really feeling quite bad about this. And I understand and I'm empathetic. And I think that comes out of my cancer journey and I'll do a little bit of this and then I'll go to the second garage story because it's related in many ways. So when I was on my cancer journey, one of the first things they told me was I was going to have to work out. And in the morning, I do Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning, which is basically, you can do it in six minutes. Most people take longer, like 30 minutes or so each morning. And what he says is you start with a moment of silence and then you say your affirmations, what you want, you visualize what you're wanting going forward with your life. And then you, he calls it scribing. I would call it writing. And at the time I was doing a gratitude journal and I was writing down each day what I was grateful and then what I was looking forward to accomplishing in my life, et cetera. And then you do some reading, a personal development book. I tend to do that in the evening, not in the morning. Hal would say that's okay. I don't know him personally, but I do know people who know him and I know he's a really cool guy and he's going through his own challenges and that's where this has come from for him. And then you exercise. And in this instance, if you're doing a six minute, he says you would do 60 seconds of jumping jacks. Well, I was told I needed to exercise half an hour a day. And therefore, I was going to really, that was going to be my me time. And there wasn't going to be time for lots of journaling, et cetera. There could be, but I have to tell you, there were a few other things on my plate, cancer and running a business and raising a child and things like that. So I made the decision that I would incorporate my gratitudes, my affirmations, my visualization, sort of my miracle morning into my walks in the morning. So I would do a power walk each morning and I actually have some really cool photos, you know, bald, big jackets on or hats and things out walking each day because I wasn't in shape and I needed to get that exercise. And it was great. I loved it. It was very easy to be in a place of gratitude, one, in my body, and because I'm way in my head. I'm one of those esoteric, constantly thinking people, right? This is how my brain is all the time, even faster than I speak. And is that even humanly possible? Though I have met one person who speaks faster than I do. God bless him. (laughs) And he knows he knows who he is if he's watching this. So great guy. Talks really fast. Refers to himself as faster than normal. Now you all know who it is. Go look it up. So at any rate, great guy, Peter Shangman. So I have to slow down and get out of my head and get into my body. And for this, I'm grateful because I'm often in my head thinking grandiose ideas and going places in my mind and getting that body connection, getting that grounding, that touching the earth kind of thing. I get that from gardening too, is really important. So the other benefit to the walk, of course, is exercise, is the physical, moving the body, getting it in shape, maybe losing a few pounds, but mostly just getting stronger and feeling better. And when you are a cancer survivor, especially if you're a breast cancer survivor, uh, you're at higher risk if you have more body fat. So it's really important to balance out the body fat with muscle weight. So lose body fat, gain muscle weight, beautiful thing. So what my pounds are are less important than my body mass index and how strong I am, which has really been my focus. And then being outside, it's very easy to see what we're grateful for. It's easy to see the trees and the birds and the butterflies and the flowers. And if it's winter, maybe the snow, not a big fan of ice. But snow is beautiful and I will go out and walk in it. The ability to walk, right? Let's think about that. How we kind of take that for granted. 
the air we breathe. I mean, each breath, believe it or not, is a precious gift. It's the miracle of life. And you know, all you need to do is have someone die who you're really close to to realize how precious each breath is for us, each moment that we can step onto the floor and powerhouse through another day. And even if it's a gift to be able to step onto the floor, there are folks who can't even do that. So that's why I was keeping my perspective on the garage because I try to, I'm not going to say I'm perfect at it. I'm a work in progress, but I try to live in a place of gratitude and grace and understanding that other human beings are not perfect. That's really what grace is about, in my opinion. So garages, I'll go back and tell you the other garage story because it's just so funny how this all came together yesterday as I was dealing with all this. About a week ago, I had to take my daughter to a regular doctor checkup at the hospital in New Haven. Normally, we go to a local branch of the hospital. But in this instance, the next available appointment as pediatric endocrinologist is hard to see was at the hospital. And it was ironic because we were playing this wonderful day in New Haven. We were going to walk around and we were going to have lunch and then we were going to go to the doctor appointment and it was pouring rain. So we didn't do any of that. We just went straight to the doctor appointment, which ended up being a total blessing when you hear the story. It's just unbelievable how things work out for the highest good. So we get there probably around 2.20 and our appointment's at 2.45 and we get into the hospital and we're doing all our stuff. And as we're going, I said to my daughter, I'm never going to remember to deal with this. Can you just hold this ticket for me? Put it in your pocket. So she said, okay, mom, I put it in my pocket and I zipped it up. Now she's 14. So definitely old enough to be responsible with this. Not a problem. And we go into the doctor's office, waiting, et cetera. And we leave etc. And we get up to the parking garage where I have to take the ticket and put it in the machine to find out what we owe. And she opens her pocket and the ticket's not there. And I quickly realized that probably what's happened is, is when she was very carefully putting her phone in her pocket and zipping it up, she probably accidentally knocked the ticket out. And, you know, no biggie, right? Okay. It's just a missing ticket. Now, granted, it's also five o'clock. I'm really tired. It's been an exceptionally long day. We had, I had taken my husband for his regular colonoscopy appointment, you know, which happens what once every five years, just irony of all ironies, the same exact day, but at six something in the morning. So I've been up really long time. I don't tend to have tons of energy anyway, but I am really at the end on my energy. I'm really tired and I've got to drive home a good 35, 40 minutes from New Haven. So I'm tired. And it would be very easy in this moment to have blown my stack and been like, how could you be irresponsible? Why didn't you keep track of the ticket? Blah, blah, blah. And by the way, none of that's going to be productive. None of that's going to help my kid feel okay. None of that's really right for me to do. She's human. She made a mistake. I probably should have held the ticket, right? At the end of the day, I'm the one who gave her the ticket. So instead of getting upset, I said, okay, let's just, you know, go back to the guard and see if they can call upstairs and see if maybe they have the ticket before we start really frantically searching everywhere for this thing. So we go back into the hospital and there's a security guard. And I say to the security guard and the gal at the front desk, could you please call the pediatric wing? Because by the way, this is on the other side of the hospital, right? And I'm tired. And I said, if you wouldn't mind terribly, maybe they found this parking ticket. And the gal at the front desk is looking and she's trying to find the phone number and the information. And the security guard, who's a guy, not that that matters, but just to differentiate the two, he says, you know, you really shouldn't have taken the ticket with you. You should have left it in your car. Well, pet peeve people should. Don't should on me. We made a mistake. 
and making mistakes is human, right? And I said as much. I said, so look, we made a mistake. This morning, I was at Norwalk Hospital. By the way, the gal behind the desk, her eyes went wide. She's like, you've been at two hospitals in one day. I was yeah, everybody's fine, but it's just kind of been a weird day. So I said, we've been in two hospitals today. And in the first one at Norwalk Hospital, you take your ticket in to get it stamped. So I made the assumption that here I would need to get it verified. That's why I took it in. Well, he really just wouldn't cut us a break. And I was like thinking, dude, you're not helping me here. So finally, I just said to them, thanks so much for your help. We'll just go back up to the pediatric wing. And again, still, I'm keeping my cool. It's fine. We get up there. We get to the desk. The nicest lady on the planet is behind the desk. And I said, oh, crazy thing happened. Can you help? And she said, well, we do have a ticket here. What time did you arrive? And I said, well, we got into the hospital at 2.30. So I'm guessing, I don't know, sometime before that, not long before that, we arrived at the garage. Well, she looked and sure enough, the ticket read 2.19 and it was clearly our ticket. And so she gave it to us. Now, the bottom line on this would have been the worst case scenario was I was going to pay the parking fee for the whole day. All right. What, what is that? $30? You know, in the scheme of things, yeah, it would have sucked. I would not have liked to pay $30 instead of $9, but it just wasn't that important. And one of the things that was given to me, this gift of grace, was as we were sitting waiting for that pediatric endocrinologist earlier and waiting and waiting and waiting, because <laughs> that's how that rolls. I mean, these doctors are really good and they're in high demand and you wait and that's okay because we love this doctor, Dr. Denauer. She's wonderful. So now everybody's going to flock to her. Oh, please don't. So <laughs> at any rate, all of a sudden on the speaker is code blue, code blue. And it's on the pediatric floor of Yale New Haven. Well, code blue means someone's having a heart problem and not just anyone. A child is having a heart problem. Now, the only perspective I could have on my child in losing a ticket was, gee, the kid having a heart problem, you know? My life is pretty dang good. If my biggest issue at Yale New Haven Pediatric Ward today is a kid who lost a parking ticket, right? Sorry, this is what happens when you've just had somebody die. You're kind of a little emotional, so at least I am. So my point is, here's this great kid who made a mistake. And frankly, I'm right there in the pool with her. I made the mistake too. And if we can stay in a place of deep gratitude, if we can stay in a place of giving one another grace, what a beautiful world this could be. And you know, you're probably saying like, what in the hell does this have to do with productivity? And here it is, ready? And excuse my language, but I am a little bit of a sailor. So I'm in the midst of a shit show, okay? I mean, like everything in my life is going crazy. And if I didn't have gratitude for what's going right, if I didn't have grace for these things that are happening and how I try to handle these situations. And again, I'm going to tell you, I'm not perfect. There are moments, you know, you have to kind of dig deep when you're in the middle of something really raw. Sometimes what you have to do is you got to completely unplug and go lie out on the back patio and listen to the birds and read a good book and drink a glass of rosé or not. You know, you don't have to have a glass of rosé, have a glass of soda. You have to take these moments to be in the present. And not just do, you're way more productive and efficient and frankly, a better human being if you step back and be. And that was a really hard lesson I had to learn with cancer. I had to learn how to be grateful and most importantly, how to receive. 
that I didn't talk about receiving. But, you know, here I can receive the gifts, right? So what were the gifts? The gift was the woman had the ticket. She couldn't have been nicer about it. My daughter had an opportunity to see how an adult mismanaged a situation, a security guard, and other adults, me, the gal who helped us find the ticket, managed the situation. She can see modeled, because frankly, at this point, she's 14. I don't have much control over her anymore. There's not much telling her what to do. All I can really do anymore is model what it means to be a grateful and gracious adult. And it's really hard, okay? It's not easy, this whole adulting thing. But it's important. And it's not just about productivity. As we go through these weeks, I want you to know, I mean, it's going to be months, maybe years. I mean, I'm loving doing this podcast thing. It's going to be about who are you? Who do you be? Not just what do you do? On that note, what I'd love is comments. What would you like to hear about around productivity? The next segment is going to be all about how you assess what kind of person you are and how that affects your productivity. So that's a variety of different quizzes that are out there. I've taken, I think, all of them except maybe DISC. I'm talking about doing DISC. I might do that really soon. In fact, I think I'm going to have to to do the next podcast. So there's one I use quite frequently called TSSI, which is the Time Space Style Inventory which shows you how you work with your time and how you work with your space. There are ways to evaluate who you are. And when you have a better sense of who you are, and and even better, when you have a better sense of who you're working with and who they are, you can be much more efficient and much more productive and put in the right systems for you. So, and I can help you do that, of course. So next topics. Would love some feedback, would love some thoughts. I would definitely be covering time management. I'll be covering how you work with the space to design it, everything from a handy dandy like I'm sitting in now, ergonomic chair, to where's best place to spend money, such as on lighting and how you light your office space to be more productive and have a better sense of well-being. Lay it on me. I'd love to hear. I'd be happy to help you. It is my greatest joy and greatest pleasure. I'm grateful for a podcast to be able to tell you a little bit about my life, to share it with you. I am grateful for the ability to find out more about you and who you are and how I can help you with any challenges you're struggling to overcome. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're wondering where the day goes, if you are looking out at a sea of papers on your desk, I'm your woman. So call me. Let's get together and make things happen. I would love to help you. Again, Catherine Avery, Productivity by Design. I am here for you if you need me. Like I said, please ask questions and I will catch you next week. Have a great one. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Catherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.